listening to Fresh Take. You are listening to the Fresh Take Network. Seven K for that for that reason. All right, <laughs> what it is, what it do? Welcome to your wrestling podcast, Joshua Adam Lamarth with the Senator. You already know what it is, and the Futurist and the Crown Prince of Charisma. It's Martin. You have no idea who that is. <laughs> no idea. Well. You know, I, I thought I knew what AW was, but now apparently it's just TNA in the 2010s, 2000s, WCW. It's, uh, it's, uh, last night's Dynamite was something. It was something. It brought back some Thunder vibes a little bit. Um, and, uh, Senator and I, after we finished off 7K Pod last night, I went to Senator. I'm like, hey, so what do you think Tony Khan's huge announcement was? He's like, I don't know. He's like, it probably wasn't anything crazy, but, it, you know, whatever. And when I told him what it was, he's like, I'm so sick of this guy. <laughs> it's, uh, I got a message from Adam earlier in the week, my buddy Addy, and he goes, uh, uh, Tony Khan has a new, uh, a new big announcement. Ratings must have been bad last week. And that's about it. It seems like he pulls this out every time he needs. What were the AW ratings? Uh, doesn't really matter. Doesn't really matter. Let's just let everybody know from that's listening to your wrestling podcast. Next week we have a major announcement. We do. We do have a major <laughs> announcement. In fact, I have a major announcement. It's very serious. Mm-hmm. I got some new socks. Yep. Yeah. Some new socks. Yeah, some new socks. Yeah, yeah it's winter time and it's uh, time. It's about as big as Tony's. Yeah. I got another major announcement. What's that? Big one. I've entered into the raffle for the Taylor Swift concert in Vancouver. Mm, that's a that's a big one. I got a major announcement as well. All right. Uh, my major announcement is I'm going to be. DJing at Joey Chinook, like I've been doing for every Friday this entire year, but like, but this one here is special. Why? More, I don't know. The more important That's major announcement. announcement yeah. The more important major announcement as we move forward with We Talk Fresh Take and your wrestling podcast is Mon has a book that's about to come out. So let's plug that because that is, is a major announcement. True. That is it. That is true. This is a ten year in the making book. It's a couple weeks away from being here, damn it. You know what else? I'll plug something else, actually. I don't usually plug in the show, but I'm... Oh, do you have a major announcement? I actually have a real (laughs) announcement, a real interview I did for We Talk Music with Tommy Davidson, who was a cast member on Color. Let's go! He does soul music, and it was... He's he's fascinating. He was literally dumped in a garbage can and left to die by his original parents at age 18 months, you know, and found by somebody, adopted by them, raised by them. Totally amazing perspective on life and hilarious. And I did not get him to do his uh, his Sugar Ray Leonard this time, but I, next time, because he wants yeah, to so. talk to us again, 
That's an amazing interview. Tommy Davidson from In Living Color. I think up you on we taught me. I think you taught me for the, the most popular interview on the history of We Talk and FTN. Because yeah. I had the biggest uh, DDP, but you guys had that. So that cancels each other out. But I had Jeff Garcia. Yeah. Her DDP was longer, though. My DP was longer, but I had Jeff Garcia. Yes, Jeff Garcia was good. And I had Chip England, which is bigger for the basketball circle side of things. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, yeah. I love Chip, Chip England. Another three-point chip shot. There you go. There you go. All right. Well, let's start it off here with so yes, AW is uh I, I don't know what's going on. Morton, you're the bigger AW fan of us all. I mean, today was we didn't do a pod last week, and Zen and I were mad because we wanted to talk about Ric Flair, but hey, it all worked out. Because today, Ric Flair signed a multi-year deal, and his energy drink is the official sponsor of AW. Before I kind of get your guys' thoughts on it, I also want to say he's obviously going to get removed from the signature now, which was meant so much to him, and was his lifeblood that I was in the signature, as he cried about it and cries about everything. Um, please, WWE, take him out now, which he should have never been. He should have never been replaced. Oh, he was. He was, he was. He was taken out from last week. Oh, was he? Okay. Oh yeah, he got taken uh, out as it? soon as he as soon as he showed up. They no, they just literally cut his part. Put, okay, put Yowie Wowie into it, or let me in. Put that into the intro. That would be that'd be good. Yeah, yeah. Put Yowie Wowie or let me in into the intro because that's eternal now, and that's a nice homage to Bray. Uh, as as far as Flair, I. I this is this is literally turned into WCW. I I think I mean Cornette almost showed up this week, but he couldn't make it because of travel. Yeah, well, he said he couldn't find a second person to, who had a ticket. Yeah, is, yeah. Is, is, was his line to the show. I actually um, really like that line. Homage, by the way, not homage, uh, just uh, homage, yeah. homage, uh, homage. And how about Paul H's White stomach. standing on the stage and not being able to move a foot? Dude, he looked terrible. Like he could not take a step. Uh, it's a street fight, so you can you can hide a lot of stuff, yeah. especially if it's cinematic in any way, which it might be. Um, but like, I, I all I'm going to say about AEW is I think it's going to be this is this year the award show that we do in December, it's, January. It's bizarro now. world. <laughs> It's going to be really interesting because I know where I'm leaning for best company and worst company. And, you know, I could not have pictured this a couple of years ago where, I, where I'm kind of going. I don't know if I'd do worst company for them, but there is definitely a choice there. I mean, I don't think we, so we've done this award more than I think 2015. So we're almost coming up in 10 years that you and I and Joel initially started it and hopefully you know, we'll have Joel back for that award. Um, but this is the the first year that Raw and SmackDown, neither or WWE will be part of worst show or worst promotion. And I and I look back at the awards and it was every single year constantly. And this year, there'll be another worst of categories, but WWE is the promotion and Raw and SmackDown and NXT as the shows will not touch that side of the brand of the awards, which will be the first time ever. I think you're right. I, like I say, it's going to be really interesting. I mean, AEW, I think some people are going to be looking at it and and what what people's opinions will be two months from now even will be very interesting. Like I'm, I'm Collision, 
was really good this last I week. I heard that. I heard that. Rampage was really good. I watched it because it had the Ortiz versus Gar- Mike Santana. Rampage this week's going to be good. Senator and I were talking about that off air yesterday. Which, pardon me? Rampage so this, this Friday so, will be yeah. great. Because this, yeah. this week, Rampage is going to be uh, Vikingo, Commander, and Penta in a triple threat match. Oh, that'll be tremendous. Yeah. yeah, tremendous. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I still enjoy the in ring action, but by some of the choices that that are being made by this, like promotional choices, Brick Flair. I mean, to I see my... him back, given everything that came out a few years sure. ago, I get yeah. like I, I, I don't, I, I mean, I, I hate punishing somebody currently for something that happened in the past but what happened in the past he wasn't punished for it then so it seems like justice that he's punished for it now yeah. and i know and he, he had talked some... about it in his documentary that he's oh i will i would talk about it in my documentary I never mentioned it never mentioned it and and i know that he was uh cost him some sponsorships and everything like that at the at the time you know but like he got a good reaction. I think a lot of that was because of Sting, unlike Hulk Hogan. Something about Flair. He's he's that Teflon. He's that guy who is just yeah. such the grandfatherly, lovable character, even though he's not actually that as a human being. Mm-hmm. There's this persona that you just can't seem to knock down too far. People just love Ric Flair. Yeah. I think th- I think the I think with Ric Flair, the thing that helps him out all the time is that he he tries to ingratiate himself a little bit more with the hip-hop community mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. and that really helps like you had the offset 21 savage song rick no offset song rick flair drip like that type bad of stuff bunny. keeps keeps bad bunny you get like those type of stuff keeps him associated with the younger crowd when you look at like a hulk hogan you're looking at somebody that when going dating back to even the 90s when you look at the Wolfpack theme song it was a kevin nash thing because kevin nash is from detroit right like they wanted that more hip-hop vibe whatever and hogan wasn't really a part of it like it's i think once you start ingratiating yourself a little bit with like the culture and unfortunately sometimes i hate to say it like this but sometimes when you black culture is very popular Everybody at this point, like a, a lot of people, unless you're like comfortable in your skin, are trying to be a part of black culture. And we see like how advertisement goes towards it and stuff like that. So like Ric Flair ingratiating himself with that really helps out people, the mystique of him compared yeah, to I mean, a Hogan. You, I mean, you, you hear guys from Eagles talk about it, like the, the, the style and the flair and the attitude is a lot of stuff that was taken within the hip hop side. And it, just to kind of hit in your note too, you're so right too with everything that Kevin Nash did, even with the South Park stuff mm-hmm. that they integrated there. That was not Hogan or anything. That was Nash and K Dog and Scott Hall realizing what was popular at the time and going with it. Hogan and, has been trying to hold on to his cool factor since the late nineties. There's no no doubt about it. He yeah, never no, had it. Yeah. He's never well, he had it, he had it for had a it year with NW with NWO at the start he did. It's interesting. Tony apparently has banned the use of the name Hulk Hogan. Sting had to ask him to use it in that promo, but 
I honestly wouldn't be shocked with Turner and everyone there. If they asked to get Hogan, I wouldn't be shocked to see A.W. Brennan Hogan. I would not be shocked. I don't know what his – he's under some sort of contract with he WWE. Has a, so. Apparently his Legends deal is up this year. Okay. So is Jimmy, And so is Jimmy Hart's. Well, when he got booed, you'd think that would be a sign to them to not do it. Yeah. But Tony, frankly, I mean, and this is, I mean. He's a mark. It becomes more. He's a mark. Uh-huh. Yeah. It becomes more evident all the time. Yeah. Tony is a mark. And I think that was Sabu. always, I think that was always my downside when watching AW. It's not, it's not, I've never, and more than you can, you can honestly admit to this too when I, when I say this. I've never downplayed the wrestling. No. no. It's always been the mark booking. And like for me, this year kind of I think me and Josh were talking about this yesterday. Yeah, probably yesterday. It is the same issues that people were criticizing WWE for for the past 10 years is where AEW is going within the first 4 years which is we are going to book all these nostalgic wrestlers and give them long period of times for like long period of screen time. A Christian Cage, that's not really to me not a nostalgic no. wrestler. No. Uh Edge, you can consider him a nostalgic wrestler, but he missed 9 years of his career. So it's kind of like if you take that away, it's that's not really an older wrestler. Sting surprised everybody that was like that was like the big big surprise because we all thought he was all done retired based off of the whole wwe situation and he came in they used him properly they matched him up with the darby allen they gave him it felt like a revitalized person within them and then he would just do like those high spots perfect booking for sting but then you're bringing in a rick flair you bring in uh, Jake the Snake, where you're not really using him. He was used as a manager because he couldn't really, he can't really do much, right? And then you kind of bringing in all these kind of older people. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying the same thing that WWE gets criticized a lot about. At one point, th- when we lo- watched the Dynamite, there was a Jake the Snake for a 15 minute promo with an Arn Anderson with a 10 minute promo. And <laughs> a sting with like a two minute promo and then you have in-ring action if that was on a smackdown people would criticize it because we were so used to that AEW because it was such a fresher thing and then they had these younger guys he had the independent stuff they had the starts from like new japan and it felt like a it felt like a tna when TNA really started to pop off, well, like when it really TNA. started to get popular, like PD yeah. when you had PD Williams and you had you know like uh, Samoa Joe, Christopher Daniels, all that stuff, and you're starting to see them again on AEW. It was like okay, cool, we're getting that second company, and they're getting that they have that billion dollar backing. Perfect. I think this year injuries and some of the mark booking that that. Uh, TK has done to me has kind of fault like really put me back on like watching it but I enjoy the in-ring action I don't know if I'm just I don't know if that's like a over criticism but I'm just saying like that this year kind of like 
I'm not as hyped to watch a collision anymore or as hyped. And they have great matches. It's just the mark booking. On that no, point. it's true. I mean, even as even somebody like RVD, it's like one time I understand he's been booked three times now. Like, what's the point? Yeah, he has a contract with you them know? apparently now. Yeah, I, what's the point of that? And here's here's my point on all this too: is the Bucks just seem like I, I look at the Bucks and hey, I guess Heyman's stuff with Swerve has been pretty good, mm-hmm. but you know the the Chiron on for Heyman came down is like should should get better security. It's like the dude had Swerve come into his house and this really creepy thing almost abandoned his baby, and we just have a joke on the Chiron. Like you can't be doing that kind of stuff for a serious storytelling. And the the elite just re-signed these contracts, and rightfully so, you know, they're a big part of AW, but I just can't help but feel like how they would feel right now if we knew they were leaving and they were gonna get a fresh coat of paint in WWE and be able to face the Creeds, Alpha Academy, the Usos, the New Day, because particularly the Bucks just feel like any other tag team right now. For the first time in since they've been popular, the young bucks just feel like they're there. Hey, it's the Young Bucks. Cool. They have, I know they're kind of maybe doing this heel turn thing with Kenny that they kind of teased last night, but they just feel like any other tag team. And I think a lot of the key AW talent that we've seen in the past are starting to feel like that. And and then there's guys like Brian that continually get hurt. And I don't know how much I want to see them in the ring anymore. It, it's been a, I, I, I agree with Senator. I still think it's the best in ring product. There's no doubt about it. We saw that from, what they had from August to the start of October with those three shows with all out all in. And then um, dream. Those were unbelievable in ring stuff. No one is counting about the, the in ring stuff. Kenny and, and MJF had a five-star level match this week, but the booking and even this week on dynamite, it was when we first had dynamite go, it was match, 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 and a little bit of a breathing room this week, MJF doing all the stuff he did backstage doing the stuff with Cole and, uh, Roddy again, and there was never this spread out of like backstage skits and stuff like that. It's what differentiated them away from the TNAs and the WWEs in the past. It's what made AEW so much more special. AEW always seemed like it was sorry, Martin. AEW always seemed like it was it was the North American version of New Japan. Yeah. Like when they first started. It was the matches tells the story it's not sports entertainment we are wrestlers like you know that like that differential right there like when you look at a new japan the reason why some people can't get in like some wwe fans can't get into new japan is because they like those breaks they like Mm -hmm. the they it's they're kind of programmed to what the match schedules are going to be especially what how vince was you had a hot opener a pretty mid, sometimes a hot second match, but you know you had that commercial break, commercial break match. Mm. Unfortunately, most of the times it was the women's match because they would put them in a horrible position. But like that was, you were programmed for that. When you looked at the New Japan, sometimes you can't, you know, you can't. When they start to preview what the next match is you got to run to the washroom and use the washroom at that point and come come back because you know like if you miss a match you're missing some great action if you miss it starts off hot whether it's a 30 minute match or a 10 minute match i think 
for me, what has really stopped the young bucks over this whole four years, I'm tired of knowing who you're friends with. What is your actual story? Like the storyline for four years is are like, you can't be friends with this person. We're not friends with this person. We're not friends with, I'm cool with this person. I'm not cool with this person. Like, yeah. it's like even hinting at the heel turn this week, it was Kenny. I thought when the elite got back together, we were going to all have each other's back, whatever stuff. And then you bring this guy into it. Like, I don't care who your friend is. Nick, yeah, and I totally forgot that Jericho attacked Papa Buck. Like, we'll never forget you about our of what oh, you did to our dad. I'm like, huh? What? All right, that happened. Totally forgot about that. And we're supposed to. Well, one of the things I think people, including TK, it seems like have already forgotten is that they have a briefcase that they can challenge for tag titles whenever they yeah. want. Yeah. yeah, it's like so you got the attorney. We thought that'd be on the Tuesday Night War. They're <laughs> right. turning them. They're turning them heel uh apparently or something like that um you got a heel tag team as the tag team champions they got this briefcase type deal going on and it's like it's they're not heating them up with anything they're just in in order to get ready for this so it's it's just existing and it's just Mm -hmm. a bunch of stuff that's just convoluted and and doesn't feel focused Mm -hmm. and you know i mean there's definitely stuff i mean i i think there's always been what AEW has always had a sports entertainment bend to me. I mean, even from the beginning, Dark Order was, you know, sports yeah. entertainment, right? Like, like they've always had a sports entertainment bend, but bent, but but not this much. Sports, sports over entertainment uh-huh. was yes. the was the emphasis. Sports over entertainment. It was sports entertainment, but sports was uh-huh. was first. It remind me of, of back when you look in the late nineties and you would look at the WWE television. Um, it would be, you know, very sports entertainment, very entertainment based. But the pay per views mm-hmm. would be very sports. Would be generally match, 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 match. Like we set everything up on TV. Now we're delivering the, the pay per views of three hours, generally of matches. Maybe you might have one or two backstage promos, a little things. But but it was the the matches were what took center stage. And AEW at its best reminded me of the pay-per-views, except for on weekly television. Yeah. And yeah, somehow it's just, I I think I think it's this. I think a big deal, a big part of this to me, I think, is you're TK and you're, I don't know how old the guy is. What is he, like late 30s or something like that? I'll, I'll double check. I think, I think late 30s, early 40s, I believe. Yeah. yeah. So you're a wrestling fan. You grew up watching it for- 41. He's so, 21. He's so he's 37 three, when he starts. Three his... years older. He's three years older than me. Okay. So he's 41 years old. He's he's 41 years old. He's 37 when he starts this company up, right? And he's been watching wrestling for three decades. He's had three decades to come up with ideas for storylines and angles and different things. He tells that within the first two years. Uh-huh. After that, it's your natural creativity and your your that that you are relying on. You haven't got now all these years worth he, of story. Are you saying he's the Game of Thrones creators? Is he Benny and Wass? Is he the Game of Thrones creators? Because that's that that's the analogy. No, I have, a, I have a way better. I have a way better um, analogy. Go ahead. Analogy and yeah. Morden, I think you can completely understand this. It's in the first two years he did his first album, where you had your uh-huh. entire life 
entire yes. life to work on that first album. And then after that, you have no idea what you're doing after that. Like you're trying to use live life experience, but your life completely changes. So that music doesn't connect the same way from that first album to the second album, that sophomore slump. And I feel like that's where it is right now. It is, he has utilized all his ideas in those first two years. And mm-hmm. now it's kind of just grasping at, okay, what made us kind of popular for that first two years? And then we can keep repeating that same structure. But after a certain while, the story has to change. Yeah, and there's very few bookers who have been able to continue to book a, a, a single territory for years and stay fresh mm-hmm. and keep it going good. It's if there's a few, but there's, there's very few. I love that analogy, Senator. That was perfect because I've talked to musicians and I've said, how come your first album is your best album? I've asked them, you know, I've mm-hmm. said, why is this your best album? And they say exactly that. I had my whole life to come up with that music. And then I had two years to come up with the next one. Mm-hmm. And I was touring and I was, uh, I had everybody pulling at me for like media and different things. And I wasn't focused. And even though I'm a better player, I'm a better, I'm, my skill level is higher because I've been on the road 300 days doing the music. I'm not, my, I, I don't, didn't have the time to write the music that I, the way I wished to. It's rare to have somebody who, yeah, this is a perfect analogy. And in fact, we should probably end the show on that. That's <laughs> we talking that. Like I like, I don't want to sound like we're dogpiling on AEW. The thing that we it's because we all, all love them and it's disappointing. It's like we us. all yeah, we all agree on the in-ring action is still the in-ring action. We're not criticizing yeah. the in-ring action at all. It is everything else that you're that you're that seems like it's a repetitive cycle. And yeah. that's the one thing that we can say about WWE compared to like now a little bit more. There's still areas to criticize. I will definitely still criticize WWE for some of their stuff that they're doing. But when we're looking at like the PLEs, we're starting to see a change in the PLEs because Triple H is like, I want to keep it five or six matches. I don't want it to go. I don't want to put 12 matches on the card. I want, we're looking at some, somebody that I think we both, like we all agree are, has had a run that we didn't actually think was going to happen the way how it was the way how Vince saw him, but we're looking at a Gunther and we see a Monday, we see a Monday intercontinental match. Okay. Let's watch it because you know, it's going to be a good, like he can miss a PLE to do a Monday night raw. And the Monday night raw is like, okay, we got to watch this match. Cause we know it's a Gunther match. It's going to be good. The rest of the show might not be good, but we know if Gunther's in the main event, okay, cool. Let's put on Monday Monday Night Football, have have wrestling on the background, and when we see Gunther, we can switch over. Like that's kind of what we're seeing the changes in WWE. For AEW, it's kind of like sometimes I feel like they're forcing some of the matches. I'm excited mm-hmm. to see an Orange Cassidy John Moxley match again because that first match was amazing. Yeah. But like the story that they took to get there to me was also kind of like, okay, like really? Like we could have built it up another way. And I understand Phoenix got injured and then they had to try to quickly switch the title and Moxley wasn't supposed to lose the title. He caused the audible. But even when you call an audible, 
you can still tell a story to get it back to where it needs to be and not feel like you're trying to rush the story back to where you want it to be. Well, I don't think any of us is looking at full gear and thinking this isn't going to be a tremendous event. Hell no. I mean, yeah, everybody's right. looking at the card. You're like, this is going to be a hell of an event. It's going to be another tremendous pay-per-view from AEW. That's not the point. The point is that you're, well, now they're up to, I don't know, what, 57 pay-per-views or something like that? I don't know. Yeah, Seems like they're adding world's, world's End at the end of the year, too, now? Yeah. yeah. They got to they they get a streaming service, man. Even though I split with Joel on yeah. these, so it's 25 bucks, it's, it's, it is adding up. It's adding up. It's it's really mm-hmm. crazy, and they hinted at it. But the thing is, I mean, you got to entertain me in between the the pay per views too, and yeah. and I like I said, the the in ring action isn't the problem. Nope. It isn't the problem, and and I, I love the idea. You know, Gunther's a, an interesting example because he is so not a Vince McMahon book character. This is a character who's gotten over a by winning and b. By the matches, even more so. Yes. The matches being awesome. In this day and age, his in ring work is what's gotten him over. Who's you the know? last guy in WWE that had that? that? Seth? Who's matches the last guy last in WWE that got just by, by wrestling? Would that be Seth? Uh, I, would, I wouldn't say I would Seth. Say, I would say Brian Danielson or Daniel Bryan mm-hmm. uh, would yeah. probably be the. I would the say, yeah, either Daniel Bryan or actually, no, I think more recent than that, I would put AJ Styles because mm. AJ Styles was yes. not anywhere yeah. supposed to be anywhere close to champion. The pit and, bull. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's a good one. He was supposed but to jog rare. to ride back at WrestleMania, apparently. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, like I said, we can criticize WWE for a lot yeah. of stuff. We have a lot of history yeah. to criticize WWE. Hey, as you talk, Judgment Day got in the main event again and and interrupted somebody at the same time. So that's, that's my criticism right there. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely stuff that's repetitive on WWE uh-huh. too. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, Judgment you Day in particular. But uh, yeah, but uh, again, I I think. WWE, in some ways, I think we have lowered our standards from because the product was so mm-hmm. below par for so long oh that oh it God. being where it is now feels so far ahead of where it was, say, four years ago. My whole, know? we were there. That was that was the thing that happened. That was a thing. There was, was Bobby Lashley sisters. Yes, Bobby Lashley sisters. Yes. This is your life, Bailey. Like Baron Corbin is the GM. The McMahon's oh, coming on. Like we Bailey. will make it better. We promise you, it's this going to be life, better. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, we... there was, it was it was a poor product for a while oh, there. So the I mean, wasn't one of the sisters always... Max Caster? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one of the the one that I always bring up is Charlotte always beating Sasha. Like a day after she won the belt, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's <laughs> like, like, oh, like, so I, yeah, I, I think the main point is, you know, we just don't. I, I remember more, and I think it was the twenty twenty one Royal Rumble, and after it, you were just like, the collective age in this Rumble for WWE is ridiculous. They got to get some younger talent. This is getting stupid. 
And you did yeah. the math, and I think the average age in that rumble was like 45. Yeah, and, yeah it, was, I mean, it was crazy. And now, like, you know, Creed's had a really good match in this. There is a lot more youth injected. I think it's time, you could argue that Tiffany Stratton and Braun are both ready for the main roster. Um, and I do want to talk, I have some other new stuff I want to talk about, but like mm-hmm. the age is definitely evened out. Speaking of NXT, um, Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams, that was one of the best set angles I've seen on TV all year. Just the look, the trick had, and how over trick is with that crowd in full sale, and the look that Melo had. I don't know still if Melo did it for sure. It seems like it's so obvious, but the look that he sold there and the look that Trick had, and then giving you the cliffhanger of Corbin beating Dragonoff, who I didn't think Corbin's been much better. And NXT, I actually kind of like Corbin in NXT, which is crazy, but that angle with Trick and Melo was so well done. It it they they built it up really well over the, mm-hmm. the course of the last few weeks. Um I Carmelo's so adamant that he didn't do it, right? Yeah. That makes you think that he did it, which makes you think it's too obvious, so he didn't do it. Like yes. it just feeds on itself and just you don't know. And uh I mean to a degree, AEW is trying to do the same thing with the devil mask thing, right? Yeah, they got to get going. Trying to pick it up a little but, bit. Yeah, it's, it doesn't have the same. Somehow, it's not connecting in the same way. I don't think. I think because I, the crowd is so over with Trick and so over with Mellow right now that that's connecting. And Full Sail has a smaller audience, so that helps. And they're seeing it every single week, right? Like this is like this is like going to their home sports team every week, right? And they have the heroes and the enemies that they have of that team. Here's what I'll say. I think I think NXT 2.0 was one of the worst things that happened to NXT. Yeah. <laughs> but this year, I might rank Shawn Michaels as one of the best bookers. I think he is my booker of the year. It's Tim or Scott Demore for me to be completely that's, honest. That's I'm what I was gonna stuff. say. It's those, it's those two. It's for me personally. Like, I can't necessarily say the reason why I can't really say Triple H is because there's been some Raws, there's been some SmackDowns where I'm like, uh, okay. Like, there was one, there was maybe one thing on the show that I was like, I really enjoyed watching. Yeah. But, but there's still a lot of sports entertainment. Yeah. Yeah. And the sports entertainment is hit and miss. Yeah. And I think Shawn Michaels has taken what they were trying to change 2.0 into. And change it back to a really well booked show that still has, unfortunately, still has like those 2.0 elements at times. But that's because that's the characters that were created like that he had to use, right? Like if you look at a Tony D'Angelo or something like that, right? Like it's kind of those type of stuff. But when it came to the PLEs, you're sitting down there and you're like, this was a good show. Like it felt, it brought you back to like, kind of the hype of NXT when you had the Finn Balors and the Samoa Joes and the and and for if we compare those times to this time I think the reason why we kind of hold the black and gold a little bit higher is because we follow those people in ROH and the independence yeah. these are when you're looking at these crops here these are people that we really don't know these are NIL for talent. most for most of them right and then you're yeah. seeing 
they're putting on amazing shows. So to me, I kind of hold that a little bit higher than people that had 12 years of experience holding down the show, like Adam Cole. And you know what I mean? Yeah. So Trick was in the NFL two years ago. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. I didn't realize. Two years ago. He was on the Vikings two Crazy. years ago. Yeah, but yeah, no, I I like that angle, like like you said, the the trick and Carmelo, because it wasn't overly done where it's, yeah, Carmelo did it. Like it kind of, it left on a nice cliffhanger where you're kind of looking at, okay, I got to tune in next week to see what happens, right? Yeah. Uh, Lyra Valkyrie winning the title off of um, Becky felt like, to me, wasn't the person I really wanted to win the title off of Becky, but... I think for was Becky, there. I think for Becky, it was what she wanted. Yeah. It was that pass, passing the torch to the next Irish superstar that can really, once you develop her character a little bit more, can become something. I think she, she had- fight with St- Tiffy now. Yeah, she's had a, she has a more developed character than Becky ever had in NXT. Yeah. Already. <laughs> Lola More developed than when she was dancing to the ring. That is true. Yeah. I know that. Yeah. How how dare I? I thought Lola and um, <laughs> who did Lola Vice face? It was Caden um, Quinn Kate. Jordan? I always mess up her name. Yeah, I think. Yeah, she she is. Caden is talented. Lola is going to be a super duper star because obviously she has a lot of stuff. But Caden is so talented in the ring already too. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they're mm-hmm. they're they're so. I mean, having the creeds. And um, Niall come up together was great. And they had a good match with uh, Alpha Academy, which I think is pretty hard not to. Um, but, you know, there's so much talent there that are ready, right? Like Tiff is ready. Mello's ready. Roxy's ready. Blair Williams is ready. I, 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 keep, I wouldn't say Roxy's ready. Roxy no. still needs to develop her, her like, promo. Um, on promos work yeah like that i think keeping her She's down kind of like where ricochet was with that i almost think you just have to throw into the deep end because even ricochet now has gotten better but he's always struggled with that but she's a lot younger yes. i think for ricochet ricochet spent so many years doing independent where you don't really have to cut those promos yeah and then going into a company where you do have to cut the promos that's a really big thing i think for roxy even um cora jade I think that they still need a little yeah. bit more work yeah, when it Corey comes to the promo time. before before you bring them up. But if you can put them into something where you have like a damage con- control 2.0 where it's like Bailey would be the mouthpiece for them and they're just in ring, that would be amazing. Like, because yeah. Bailey, when, uh, yeah. Sorry, I was just going to say, remember when Ivy and I would do the speaking for the Creed brothers and yeah. they realized that's not a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. That's not happening. I mean, <laughs> honestly to tell you the truth i would really like that once once uh dakota kai gets cleared if like bailey was like you know what i'm i'm like the the whole heel turn that she's trying to do like break away because there was like that is she gonna break away from eo is she not gonna break away from eo right but create like her own other stable what use bailey as like that person to bring talent up yeah, because, Blair Williams should yeah. be one of them, by the way. Yeah, because she, because to me, I think that is Bailey's biggest strength. It's not the fact, like, she's she's personable. You like her. You, as a heel, you like her way better than you did as a face because she was, like, too over-the-top, lovey-dovey type person. Mm-hmm. But, like, as a heel, her ch- charisma is just a lot. Partner her up with people 
that needs that mic skills but are good in the ring. So that should be Roxy and, then. Mm-hmm. Roxy Roxy Coro, make that make them a yeah. faction, right? Like mm-hmm. use her to bring that bring them up because once they get onto this thing, you they're gonna be more on the more on the circuit than NXT because NXT does like what two house shows yeah. really like per month, and then you're forcing them to go on screen. If you put them well, on a Raw or yeah. SmackDown, they're they're gonna Wesley have to and do... uh, Wesley and Blair Williams were both at main event and at house shows this week for them. Yeah, they they need that. Wesley's ready. He's another one. He's ready. Oh yeah, he's yeah. ready. I mean, I, I I would think that the you know program with Dominic returning and attacking him here would create the type of visibility to to get him hopefully on the main mm-hmm. roster because I think he's yeah. he has some of the most innovative offensive maneuvers mm-hmm. in the in the game right now. You know. Yes. And uh, yeah, he's I'm I'm a, I'm a big fan of Wesley. There's I was worried. So much I was worried for him. Yeah, I was too. Like when they when they got rid of his partner, I was so worried because I didn't think that they were going to see him as a single single star. I think if it was still uh, not Sean Booking, maybe that would have been the case. But hmm. Sean obviously saw the talent there. And you, the other book you talked about, I want to come back to Raw in a second here. But the hmm. other book you talked about was Scott Demore. TNA is back. Two point Let's 2. do 0. it. And he might uh, get the NWA. Okay. Lord and I have ran down. Is who watched Bound for Glory? Of the three of us, I did. I watched. I've only seen um, the match I wanted to see. I've only seen Speed Bag. And it was spectacular. And, and it's yeah, really the shit. only need to watch. Yeah. yeah, that that was, I think Meltzer gave it five and a half. I'm like, damn. Like, Kenny and Will are still my match of the year, but I'm like, spoiler it alert, that clinch, that clinch. I mean, it was Will and Brian for a bit. Brian was starting to make some headway back for wrestler of the year um versus will but i, I think will kind of clinched it there for me that match against speedball yeah mike bailey and that was spectacular and I think that the speedball wasn't overall, on the map he is now the show overall um i mean it it peaked it at that point yeah it was a little bit past the midway point the main event it just had no energy and everything and it was especially it was with josh not winning yeah, which I think surprised a lot of people. I thought maybe they would bring out, you know, Saban afterwards since he retained as well, and they mm-hmm. would have them do some sort of, you know, hug in the ring as a Motor City machine guns, and they didn't do that. And I, I don't know. It, it, a few of the choices they made were like uh, questionable on that pay per view, but as as an overall, I mean, I guess it's probably good if we're looking at if we're talking about the. TNA name being back. I guess it's good because I think 90% of people still call them TNA instead of Impact Wrestling anyways. Exactly. But it's just and you're in you're almost in 2024 and your company's name is TNA. It's like I don't know. I don't know. I never liked the name, so I I'm want not six sides like now, back too. I'm not gonna it lie. is better. It is better. Back. At least you recognize it. Do you want six sides back? I kind of do. Yes. Well, I after hearing that. after hearing what they all said, I under I completely agree with them if they don't want to bring the six side. Yeah, it's a pain I, in the I, ass. I, I think having like one or two pay per views where you kind of bring that six side back, yeah, rather than having them weekly because we don't want to risk like the injury stuff that they were talking about. Well, I think they could solve all that, and the, my biggest problem with the six size always was. 
the ring was too small. It cut down the actual square footage of the ring. That's what, yeah. that's so it was much said. smaller to work. It made it more difficult to do mat work. And, and of course, and that increased, that made the robots really hard. I think if you made it 25, 33% bigger, mm-hmm. and then I think you would, it wouldn't be as dangerous and you, and it would, I think it could work still. Uh, I think the problem is this is that they cut in making a six size, they cut it down too much. Can we get a reverse battle royal? An electrified no. cage? No. Blindfold match? That those are, I've seen good blindfold matches. Not That's the possible. Chris Harris, it's not just... the Chris Harris one with James. No, Stoker. the Chris Harris one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. The thing is, they came back and had a banger. Well, I think it was just on him. They did. They yeah. had a banger of a match afterwards. So like they were they themselves knew that was stupid. Yeah. yeah. Reverse Battle Royal is my favorite. Pardon me? No one knew. No one no one knew because no one knew what they were doing. Everyone's like, how did this fucking work? Even Don West on the broadcast was like, I've lost Mike out out of this go, Mike. Royal, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. What what about the King of the Mountain match? I mean, the, the I mean the I actually that- like King of the Mountain. Oh come on! It's basically everything's in reverse again, and the 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 whole anytime that you need more than two sentences to explain the true. rules of a match, you have failed. Yeah, and you needed a lot of explanation. And here's where the penalty. You know what I did is. like? Lethal Lockdown was fun. I did like Lethal Lockdown. Lethal Lockdown had good matches. Lethal AJ lockdown. did a lot of crazy shit in Lethal Lockdown. Yeah, Lethal and Lockdown. I love and and still the most innovative match uh, in the last twenty years probably is still the the uh, the uh, ultimate Division. X match right ultimate it's X, like yeah. it just yeah. was awesome uh, yeah. it's too bad other companies can't do it because I'd love to see it get more visibility it, it's it's good that TNA is back back to being TNA and really like next year we're gonna have that fight for the third spot and like as much as we were down in AW I don't think they're in threat of losing number two. Um, but with NWA having TV and then TNA having the name back, I do think it's good just for some of those people that we, you know, talked about that got cut back in September, right? Guys, um, who is Corbin's partner that got cut? Uh, Riddick Moss. Riddick Moss. Riddick Moss. Guy like Riddick Moss will do great in either NWA or TNA. And we talked about that, but now it's a bigger platform for him to go to. He can really gel there and him and Emma. Really, and you've seen a lot of people go to TNA and kind of prime what they couldn't do in WWE or and then take a day W, like you know what Big Bill did now. And then he, you know, got rehab, got back in the business, did that in TNA and went there. Chelsea Green reestablished herself there. Deanna Peraza left NXT and she's going to be a well, she's going to be one of the biggest free agents next year in, in Deanna Peraza. Even Trinity gets a chance to reset herself there and. She'll have the choice of going back to WWE with her husband or going to AEW when she's done. Uh, I, I think it's a nice gap stop for people to rehab their careers and if they're happy, stay there. Mm-hmm. If I'm Diana Peraza, NWA, NWA brings back the old guys that mm-hmm. uh, that uh, are, aren't big stars. Trevor Murdoch. So, I mean, it's, it's, Ken like, it's like AEW, but without the big stars. Yeah, uh, Funkasaurus. Funkasaurus. What were you saying about uh, Trevor? Uh, not Trevor Murdoch. <laughs> Dina Perazzo. If I'm if I'm a if I'm Diana Perazzo, I stick with TNA. Yeah. Just because I think you're not gonna you're not gonna get the push anywhere else. Because if you look at AEW in the women division, 
not really great. If if you were if she was to win, let's say the women's women's uh championship in AEW, then two weeks later they're gonna find a way to put it on uh who has Sheena? it right now? Sheeta for two seconds. Yeah. Before she loses it again to in LA to somebody Tony else. Storm. Yeah. Yeah, because she's right? losing Tony Storm. So let's just let's just hold off on that and then her going back to WWE, she Triple H was the booker for her when she was in NXT. Yeah. He was also the booker for Chelsea Green. Was a book. Yeah, but then they gave her like this character. Deanna Peraza can't do a character like this. Yeah. Let's not let's not bury the lead here. Chelsea Green. <laughs> I forbid it. Costume. That was awesome. Night. <laughs> that they, was awesome. Yeah. They really did. <laughs> And Piper and Piper nailed the lap too. Piper nailed the lap, and I'd love to know how long it took Chelsea to get the hair done. The hair was point on. Everything was point on. And Natty, shout to Natty, giving them the jackets more than likely. Honestly, I have such a like. I would love to see Diana Peraza in WWE so that they can create the VK. What was it? VKM. What was the name of their with with her and Chelsea? Her and Chelsea. Yeah, they were they were doing some really good, really good work in uh, impact with that. Yeah, but no, shout out Chelsea, Chelsea Green. Like, even when she was announcing herself, she did it like the way how Samantha Irvin would do I it. Saw like that. she, yeah. like she just like her. She's just nailing anytime it's character work. You got to give Chelsea Green that props. She's, for it, she's done a phenomenal. She's probably Hunter's best rehire. That might be a, you might be right about yeah. that. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking to myself, who is trying to remember who is a rehire? A few of them are already gone again. Because, yeah. you know, yeah. it's not Scarlet or Karrion Cross. No, it's not. I mean, Strowman might be done. He has like shit in his leg. Like he might be done. Yeah. Um, it's not uh, Hit Row. Definitely not Hit Row. No. Not Hit Row. Uh, Emma's gone. Emma's gone, yeah. Uh, w- uh, we were starting to use Tegan Knox, so Tegan Knox is maybe you know getting she's getting a little bit more run lately. But I, I would say everything Chelsea has done, she has not left any crumbs, as the kids like to say. Yes. Yeah, because Cody was a Vince in Triple H. Cody was so Vince. That's not, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Chelsea Green. Yeah. And she obviously still has to work mm-hmm. in her in ring. She's gotten better. But she still has a long way to go in ring. But she's not like she's she's, That's per- she's I mean, perfectly I'm, trained to though. Yeah. She's not LA Knight bad in the ring, which we'll talk about, which this match on uh, Saturday <laughs> was so interesting to me. Oh, All right, man. let's do it. Yeah, okay, let's do it. Because we got Crown um, Jewel coming up on, on Saturday. Yes. Um well the one last thing I wanted to bring up was this Rhonda thing. So Rhonda will be Wrestling for Wrestling Revolver this week with Mina Shaver against Athena and Billy Starks. How long till Ronda is in AW? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, again, it's one of those things where it's it's to me like she loved wrestling and then she got to WWE and she it. didn't like the way they then she hated it and she didn't like the fans. 
yeah. and the way they reacted to her and she didn't like the the company and the way they went about things and she didn't have a lot of control as much control as she wanted and she looks to me like somebody who's just trying to re reestablish her love for the business i don't know that aw lets her do that or not i i don't know it, the only reason what's her name marina shafir is there yeah. so you know i mean that's a buddy that's one of the four horsewomen of uh of you know mma so i mean that's the only thing that makes me think it's possible i i think it's still unlikely she shows up in aw personally yeah i don't see her going to aw i also think that at this point right now she's just gonna if she's doing independent bookings it's because that might be the biggest way for her to actually get the pop that she actually wanted. I we don't, don't see like... her back in UFC, right? Please no. Your last I two don't losses. See your last two losses were some of the worst losses in UFC. Like history. I'm just wondering if Dana and again, you know, Tate, Tate made a comeback after having a baby and uh, won yeah. that match and it looked good, and she was not as good as Ronda. Because so. UFC 200, I'm just wondering if they just want uh, UFC 200 sells itself. Don't get me wrong, but I just wonder if they want that extra pop because they probably want a Connor fight on that. They want a John Jones fight on that, and they oh, won't be able to get new, Is it? 300. Thank you. 300. Yeah. Uh, they they want a John Jones fight on that. They want Connor and Nunez. Obviously, is retired. Maybe they'll try to talk Nunez out of it. Um, and there's obviously other big talent. Senator would know better you, than I would. You don't need a Ronda for a UFC at this point right now because when you go out the way how you went out those last two fights yeah no like it's you can you can have a name she doesn't have that name anymore that carries like the mm. two the one person that beat you really bad is nowhere close to being at the top anymore holly holmes yeah and then amanda nunez went out as she should have went out right like yeah. there's who are you gonna put her in? If you're gonna match her up, it's gonna it's gonna look like a. You can't put her up against any of the top fifteen women because the sport no. has evolved so much more than what when she was in there. When she was in there, you, were, she was just taking people down doing the um, armbar. But like, yeah. like Morgan brought up Misha Tate. Misha Tate came back in and and dominated in that when she won the belt right like she she came back won the belt and then unfortunately she went up against a buzzsaw again like it's just it's just this board has evolved so much where if you can't go in there and just be like i do judo okay mm, wonderful no, you can't. it's the mma is the ai of sports yeah that it evolves exponentially so quickly you know mm -hmm. i mean i saw you know, I mean, you just look back, like, you look at, it's, to me, it's the hardest sport to decide almost who is the GOAT, because it's like, I can look at guys who were great back in their day, and it's like, but it's such a different sport. It's like, you almost need to judge it as like three or four different sports, because it's evolved so much so many times. So, yeah, I mean, the idea of Ronda coming back, uh, nobody wants to see somebody get killed no. like nobody wants to see that and to tell you the truth judo out of all of the mmas might be the worst one to try to come in back into 
where the game has evolved to. Mm-hmm. Now, if you said like she had jujitsu skills, that's a whole other thing because jujitsu kind of mixes in a little bit of wrestling, you know, like that type of stuff. But straight judo, judo is you need to take the person down and try to submit them. You have no stand-up game, which we saw Ronda Rousey get rocked throughout that octagon the whole time. And if you can't get close to them to take them down, you're at a real disadvantage. And these women nowadays are doing jujitsu and and wrestling. So even if you were to take them down, their defense is way better than what a, ju- a judo artist would have. Yeah. Do you... What UFC are we currently on right now, Senator? I think we're going into 297, I believe. So it's they 296, could, I think that's 296 right. or 297. One so could two. TKO technically get 300 for Mania Weekend? No. So they're doing, I think, 298. Oh, no. It wouldn't be Mania Weekend. It would be March. It would be okay. right before. For thing. 300? Because I think, I think 298 is actually, they're proposing is going to be in Toronto. It's supposed to be Sean O'Malley. Uh, fighting on that card, okay. and then they're going to yeah, be seeing that right one now. In, yeah, one in now. February and then one in March. So three hundred yeah. would be, I think, March. Yeah, yeah. Aren't they supposed to give us a, a a a new show here to make up for how horrible the one that was? The Calgary, the Calgary. one. Yeah, still waiting. Yeah, they're still coming. We're still waiting. No, okay. we're still, still we're still patiently waiting. Vancouver's there. Oh, hey. Toronto's there. We're finally getting Keith Lee against his tag team partner after all this time. We Horses. are. It's not swerve. Uh, Senator, uh, Senator still watches you. Do you still watch UFC Morton, or are you kind of like me? You you left the sport a while ago. I follow along, but I don't watch it. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Like I, I'm aware of what's who's champions and so I, what's I, going on. I think it's yeah. fair to say you and I will both be watching UFC 300, though. More than likely. Yeah, it's pretty big. It's pretty yeah. big. I watched that'll probably be my return one. there. Like I, I, I've heard names like Usman and Adesanya, like hearing Ariel uh talk to Bill Simmons and other people. Uh, but I am completely out. And like I, I kind of thought they that it was kind of dying down, but you hear Bill Simmons and other talk, like it seems like it is as hot as it's ever been. It's still at that point where like the major pay-per-views are the major pay-per-views. Yeah, right? it's it's kind of like boxing where those major which boxing I want to talk about next before we go to Crown Jewel. Yeah, are those major boxing matches like when you see when you know Canelo's fighting, you're gonna you're gonna watch. Uh, yeah. If you if you know uh, Fury's fighting, which I know that's where you're gonna go to. Yes, um, you're you're most likely gonna watch. Uh, right yeah. now, a uh, Terence Crawford, you'd watch mm-hmm. that, but like. The regular week to week ones where they're like the lower matches, not really. It's the same thing with UFC. A lot of times you don't watch the fight night cards because you might only know one person on the card. Like, are you, so, are you, do you have the football game on in the background? Yeah, that, do, yeah. that knock to the head yeah. is crazy. That Traylon, is that Traylon Burke who got hurt? I believe so. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Hopefully he's okay. That looks bad. Uh, yeah, the that last thing before bad. the Crown Jewel preview. Uh, Francis and Gagne versus Tyson Fury, just an absolute crazy celebrity crowd. Obviously, Vince had some comments about Saudi Arabia being their home, quote unquote, and trying to pit mm-hmm. the landmark. 
I mean, and I don't think he's wrong. I think this is the future of sports now is Saudi. As much as, you know, we have talked about it and the negatives that we have about Saudi, and we're about to talk about the Saudi pay-per-view, WWE did kind of plant their flag there first. And this fight, though, I want to talk more about the fight. Um, did either of you guys get a chance to watch the fight? Yeah, I watched it live. Morton, did you see it? No. I I, I thought Naganya, he, I will say this, I, I, you know, I didn't score it or anything like that. I'm not like a, a boxing aficionado. I will just say Nganyu held his own more than I thought he had, that I really thought he would. For an MMA guy, a lot of these guys go and we've seen them face the balls. Another guy, I thought Nganyu really held his own with arguably, some would say the best boxer in the world right now, at least heavyweight. Nganyu, Nganyu to me was, so it was kind of a level of, it was like a story of two different things. And for me, I had it as a draw. Yeah. That's how I scored it watching it. I even said That's what I've heard my, from a lot of people. My John chat, Pollock I, from Post Wrestling said the same thing. Yeah. I had it as a draw. I had uh, a Fury kind of leading in the early on because he was points wise because of the jab was helping him out. But that knockdown in the third round, I think it was, um, kind of evened out the score for me at that point and then it was kind of just give and take after that mm -hmm. one they're never going to let an mma fighter in his first fight beat a boxer who has a major fight coming up on december 23rd that is yeah. unless you knock him out there you're not winning because boxing out of all sports might be the, one of the most corrupted sports on there because they know one of the one of the Right. So, but for Nganu, I think Nganu, a lot of people were like surprised by him. I wasn't I surprised was. because okay. he, in his fights, he is known as a puncher. And when you wanted to beat him, you had to take him down. And that was 98% of his career. I think his last two fights, he actually took somebody down. But the before that, was like t t trying to fight Derek Lewis. Like Derek Lewis is. Everyone was scared of him because of the punch. And that's mm -hmm. the same thing with Ghana. You're scared of him for the punch. So him working on techniques, having Tyson as a trainer was was very crucial. And I think, to me, I think going five rounds, five minutes, is more tiring. And having yeah. to defend takedowns, have to, have to protect yourself from takedowns. If you get taken down, have to get back up. You're doing way more energy than doing 10 rounds at three minutes. Yeah. So when people are like it's his true. stamina, <laughs> it's like, what? Like he did five rounds, five minute rounds. Like, do you think Fury took him, took him lightly as well? Do you think? Oh, for sure. Like so definitely. Did. You could tell, you could tell he was a little shocked at the beginning there. Yeah. Like he's, Fury is a chubby guy. But that was the chubbiest I've seen him in the ring. It's got the Josh yeah. Barnett build. Yeah. 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 I mean, if Fury was in the, the heyday of heavyweights, I don't think he would have been a tin can to a lot of these main guys. Not to get into the whole boxing debate of stuff, but technically he, he might be one of the, he technically to me, he's top three best heavyweight, just technical standpoint. Mm -hmm. But you're not talking all time. You're talking right now, right? No, I'm saying all time. Really? Technically, I'm saying technically. Really? 
I'm saying technically, like we had, like, if you look at the George Foreman mm -hmm. power boxer, Joe mm -hmm. Frazier, power boxer, Muhammad Ali to me, technical, like, you know what I mean? Like that, that's what I'm yeah. saying. Like the difference Tyson Fury was a heavy guy. He tech, he has a really good jab, really good straight, really good hook. But then he also has that mindset of, he comes in a lot bigger than you. He rests on you. So he tires you out, you know, like every aspect of what, of what boxing can be like, whatever stuff you can get away with, he is able, he has mastered how to do it. Mm -hmm. Like uh, Muhammad Ali wasn't the strongest puncher, but skill wise, feet wise, all that type of stuff. Oh, the feet work, the best footwork ever. The best footwork everyone, ever for everyone. Yeah. yeah. Um, defensively, you're looking at a Mayweather. Mayweather yeah. never doesn't get hit, right? Like that's no. the thing. I, but I can't put him. I'm not putting Tyson Fury as a top three boxer of all time, like okay, heavyweight boxer of all time. I'm just yeah. saying the technicalities of what you can get away with in the ring, like the skill set. I kind of have him up there, but I wouldn't have him ahead of technical ahead of the Klitschko brothers. Lennox Lewis. Um, Len Lennox Lewis was Lennox Lewis was. Uh, I have Lennox Lewis too. I have. I yeah, have Lennox, Lennox Lewis for a technician was really yeah. his jab was frightening, and then you know his his defense was also fantastic. He was he was he's one of the best. You know. Oh yeah, no for sure. Technical boxers there for, for sure. sure. Power wise, I have George Foreman. Joe uh, Frazier and Tyson. Those are my top top three. And then Tyson for sure. Wilder was getting up there because Wilder is not a technical Wilder is not a boxer. He if he he just if he can land one of like his punches, he's knocking you out. But like you know who he, was he was a brawler. Brawler. Yeah. For brawler to Jack LaMotta was the definition of brawler. Back then, yeah, I mean, he was a brawler. That's, that, you know, that's I mean, what got him. That's what got him like, in trouble because he was a brawler. Yeah, yeah, he took a lot of damage. Yeah, so much damage. So <laughs> much. Yeah, that's what yeah. took that's what took him in trouble. It's just in those Sugar Ray fights, well, I mean, right? I still think I still think Joe Joe Lewis is the greatest heavyweight of all time, in my opinion. Um, and you know, and uh, Sugar Ray Robinson. When you look Sugar at the Ray best Robinson of all time, it's him or or Floyd Mayweather, probably. You know, yeah. pound for pound. I mean, those are the the two that, you know. And I've watched a lot. I've watched a lot of boxing back in the day and read a lot of books. And it was a big deal. That's why I think a lot of people what would hope that TKO can buy a boxing league and kind of fix boxing, quote unquote. Yeah, that'd be nice. Because it's not where it used to be. It's like a lot of those Logan the the Paul brother fights and fights like this that are going to be. I mean, when Wilder. And Fury were doing the thing. I'm like, okay, this is cool. Boxing is going to get it back. And you mentioned about the Canelo's fights. Like they still like they outdraw WWE and sometimes UFC stuff when when they have a big fight. People still care about boxing. It's just not there. But I remember when I was a teen and every Lewis fight, every Tyson fight, it was a big deal. Like I remember we had pay per view back in the day. We just got the pay per view box. And it was just in time for Tyson and Buster Douglas. Was one of the first pay-per-view fights I ever saw. <laughs> and I remember just being so shocked because of me, all I really knew was, oh, Tyson yeah. was bigger than uh, 
larger than the athlete. He was like Jordan at that time. He couldn't be touched. And also we had Mike Tyson punch out as well, right? So he was the ultimate yeah. worst case boss. And then seeing him lose to Buster Douglas, I was like, this is not real. And I, I remember, didn't think it was real. I remember hearing, I didn't see it. I heard he lost, heard on the radio, just phoning up everybody I know going, Tyson lost, click, next person, <laughs> Tyson lost. Like, because it was just like, you can't believe it. Like, it was like, I was in shock and I needed to share the shock with people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was, yeah, no, that was, that was a crazy upset to me when you, when you think of one, one person that I think benefited from a loss more than anybody else has been Canelo. Canelo losing to Mayweather turned him into who he is at this point right now. That's a great point. And yeah. he and he is he's not gonna get he's not gonna get put up there as the best boxer or in the conversation of the best boxer because he has a couple losses on his records compared to other people that they hold to that record standing. But Canelo has done what Mayweather has done when you know Mex uh Independence Day and Mexican uh, Cinco de Mayo, those two mm -hmm. ones, those are movies. You know that there's going to be a boxing match on. Make sure that you, you know, tuned in, like for sure. Yeah. It's solidified. That's and that's it's not like back when, you know, Sugar Ray Leonard took on marvelous Marvin Hagler. Marvin Hagler. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Everybody. It was all anybody would talk about for mm -hmm. weeks leading up to it. It was so like it's just so huge. It was, it's it's hard for people to fathom now just how how much that was part of the zeitgeist of, of pop culture back then. Oh yeah. And uh, oh by the way, who was it? You said Tyson. Uh, we've totally gotten off wrestling here, but yeah. no, you're you listening Tyson? to your combat podcast. <laughs> your combat sport who podcast. Was it, you said Tyson. This, this is what the idea of this guy was, guy? by the way. Uh, Go ahead, Senator. I said Joe Frazier. Frazier, Frazier. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he had the incredible left hook, but I think if you're not including Sonny Liston, who probably had the best jab for a heavyweight ever, who was just a, a, a hammer, and I mean, he hit incredibly hard. But no, no, uh, I mean, the guy was probably when he faced Tyson, nobody knows how old he was, he doesn't know how old he was, <laughs> like, like, he, like his background is that shady yeah. that like he people would ask him how old he is and he you know, I don't know and like he was in jail like 25 years earlier and and not as a not as a juvenile you know like he was mm -hmm. probably mid 40s when he took on Tyson and still was champ until then and had a bunch of knockouts afterwards too so I mean he needs when we're talking all time hitters he needs well, I to have him mentioned. I have him fifth on my list. I have him fifth on my list. I have I have Wilder just a little bit above him because, mm -hmm. like I said, Wilder has no is not really a technique. It was just that if that right hand hits you, you're going yeah. to sleep. Yeah. Sonny Lister would be five on my list, but top three would be Fraz uh, Foreman, Foreman, Tyson, Frazier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a hell of a it's a good list. I mean that the Foreman's left hook. Or, I mean, sorry, Frazier's left hook. I mean, Frazier was unbelievable. The guy was blind in one eye and was mm -hmm. well And if he and if he hits you, if he hits you, you were down. He literally right. practiced it by punching trees. Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah. All right, we'll like, move on. But, you know, this 
this was the idea of this it's a combat sport podcast just because it has wrestling in the title it all covers all sides of it. we just haven't talked about it in a long time um yeah let's start with crown jewel we go to the pre-show uh it is Sami Zayn versus jd mcdonough Sammy had one of his best promos in a long time on Raw this week. You could feel the passion in it. Uh, I have Sammy winning this against JD McDonough. No way Sammy loses the crowd. <laughs> it couldn't be that dumb. You, I will say. They put him on the pre-show, so that's already dumb. I am I know this is gonna sound like the most like pettiest thing in the world, and it's not not meant to be, but I can't listen to a Sami Zayn passionate promo anymore <laughs> because every time I listen to, and a lot of times I'm like I'm working on something while watching while watching a show, so I have like a head headphones on while watching, so you can kind of hear stuff that you might not regularly just hear on TV, like you know when you're listening to music and stuff like that. So I hear every time he takes those deep breaths in the middle of it to keep going. And it just annoys the hell out of me now. It's like, <laughs> and I'm like, stop doing this. It's like, hey, hey. <laughs> the words, perfect. But that one part, and I, I went back and I like every time he does one of those passionate ones, he, he does it. Mm-hmm. So like now I either got to watch it without my headphones on or just like not watch it at all. <laughs> you have now so, ruined it for all of us. I, my, my bad, my bad. But uh yeah no Sami Zayn is definitely winning this one uh all right then we go to the main card we have a singles match for the women's championship it is Io Sky versus Bianca Belair man Io's title reign is not about what I hoped it would be um I'll say the EST wins it back storyline wise it makes no sense for me for Io to lose it no. On the other hand, it, it like you say, it hasn't kind of gotten the momentum that they wanted. It's been, despite her being champion, it's been you know stop and stop and start booking, and uh, I I think there's a real good chance Belair wins it. Yeah, I'm gonna go with EO retaining, but I also hate this title run, and I. Never thought I would say that for an EO title run. No. But they gotta stop, they gotta stop trying to be like, we're gonna bring in bigger superstar, bigger superstars and make it seem like they're trying to elevate her when that's not what this is. Charlotte Flair, why did she get two title matches? I don't understand. Yeah. It, she just feels she is like the definition of transitional champion right now. Sheeta. Well, the both of them. They both feel like that. Which no, she, 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 but she, she reminds me. It reminds me kind of of when Rey Mysterio was the champion all those years ago. Like it mm, just, yeah. Oh, like it just that's what it feels like. Yeah, that's a really good point. Uh, singles match: John Cena for Sola Sokoa. I know Soya Sol should win this, but since Adam's not here, I'll pull the Adam card and say Cena's going to win. He cut that whole passionate thing of I haven't won a singles match and how many ever days and blah 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 blah. Seems like they want Cena to have this moment where he wins a singles match, even though that's not great because that means Solo has lost now twice within a month's time. 
which mm-hmm. I don't think is good because it's good for to be like, hey, only a handful of people have beat Solo, Cody Rhodes and this person and this person. And it's very rare group, but that group is going to get a little bit less rare as Cena, I believe, will beat Solo. Well, Cena, though, is the greatest of all time. So, I mean, there's no shame Goats. in losing who's, to the greatest of who's all Shawn time. Michaels? Who's Bret Hart? Never heard of him. <laughs> yeah. They're Undertaker? Never heard of him. Not Cena. Um, guys going? I, I actually think Sikoa was winning this. Good. I'm going with Solo. I, I just feel like Cena's whole point to be there is to put people over at this point. This is supposed to be his last show, too, but we'll see if Sag is stuck as of today on AI stuff and they're going back and forth. And if they can't come to a deal by the end of the weekend, they're not going to negotiate until January. So we'll um, see. I'm going to say Cena is going to win because I don't know if the Saudi Prince knows who solo is. He may think he's and... your <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> he may. <laughs> So his favorite, match, yeah, his favorite match may have been Cena versus uh, Umaga. Didn't the one Fatu uh, get, like <laughs> leave MLW? They can make him. He's pretty big. They can make uh, him Yokozuna. There's two two of them that yeah just left. Yeah, two, and the one yeah. the one guy's pretty big, so they can make him Yokozuna. Yeah, he'll he'll come back. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna choose Cena, even though I think that would be the dumbest idea in the world. Yeah. Um, other singles match: Cody Rhodes taking on Damian Priest. I don't know why this is a match. I don't get it. Uh, I, I'll guess I'll say Cody. Cody doesn't really lose. I although, kind of like we were just talking about with the solo situation, Priest needs to win more. Priest hasn't really had a big singles win. No, he lost to Bad Bunny. He's won tag matches, but he hasn't had like that dominant solo win. So he kind of needs this, but. With the tease we just had on SmackDown, and now we're here in November, Cody is going to be Super Cody, and I don't see him losing anything going forward now. So I'll pick Cody Rhodes. He'll lose tag matches where he's tag matches, but he won't get pinned. He won't be pinned. He's not getting pinned. No. So yeah, I'm choosing Cody because this match is now the battle of. Who has the healthier ankle? Like I don't. Yeah, know. apparently it's <laughs> so. So I'm going to choose America's ankle to win over the Puerto Rican <laughs> ankle. So. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Aren't they both yeah, technically I... uh, Puerto Rican? Technically. Yes. <laughs> I'm going with Cody as well. I mean, pretty much everything you guys said. Heels can lose. And be a top act and lose, yes, a lot more than baby faces, and it doesn't hurt the act. So, uh, we have the United States Championship: Rey Mysterio versus Logan Paul. Logan's I, like, winning. I'd like to believe Ray is winning this because there's going to be a match with him and Santos and Carlito for the title, but it makes more sense for Logan to carry this title around. It does way more for the title, uh, so I'll pick Logan Paul as well. Yeah, Logan, unfortunately. I can't say I'm overly excited about it. But, you know, he is what he is. Mm-hmm. He'll do more for the title than um, Ray's doing for it right now. Well, that's a fact. That's uh, true. 
Fatal Five Way for the Women's Championship: Rhea Ripley versus Nia Jax versus Shayna Baszler versus Zoe Starks versus Raquel Gon- uh, Gonzalez Rodriguez. Uh, I'll have Mommy win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It feels yeah. like everyone's in there just to make her look good. <laughs> yeah, I think. Who do Brady. I want? Who would I want to win? I want Ra- Raquel Rodriguez. I like Raquel. To finally get too. finally get a title. Me too. Me too. But yeah, I I would after after that power bomb against Nia Jax, mm-hmm. I think she deserves it. But yeah, that's a that's a lot of work right there. <laughs> Let the body suit. <laughs> um, then we have our two world title matches: Seth freaking Rollins versus Drew McIntyre. I'm you so don't have to do this. the freaking. You're not you're not contractually <laughs> obligated like some people. Uh, I'm so sick of this. I hate this Seth title reign. I thought he should have lost to Nakamura. I think he should lose to Drew. Seth's probably going to win, but I hope Drew wins. I hate this title reign so much. It's so boring. Why? Is it because you don't sing his song? <laughs> well, there's that. But I, 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 the matches are good. I just don't care about him as champion. Mm, okay. I, just don't, I just don't care. I, and I thought Nakamura could have done more for the title. It's fresh. Nakamura's fresh, whereas yeah. I've seen Rollins as champion essentially a good part of the last decade. Yeah, you know. But don't but, worry, he uh, TCM Punk, and as did everybody else on Raw. Whenever they talk now, they teach. Oh, that's a CM Punk reference. Yeah. Well, whatever. I'm you say you, something I'm, on I'm Raw going, now. It's a CM Punk reference. I'm going with Rollins. I think that they are trying to build it up to be as legendary a title reign as possible before he does the job to Roman. I thought he'd do the job to Gunther. Could be. Whoever it is, they want it to be legendary. And this this would not be a legendary loss. No. No. And they're they're not if they didn't give Drew the win in Wales, no, they're not giving the Drew, Saudi. Drew the win in Saudi. So no. yeah. Seth. And then match of the year contender. L.A. Knight versus Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship. I brought this up to Joel, and I say okay. match of the year, cheek and tongue. I don't remember the last time Roman has had to be the ring general. Cheek and tongue? Yes. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Chuck, yeah, the other way. Uh, but do you, do you guys remember? Okay, I think what you're saying. Do you remember the the last time Roman had to be the ring general in a match? It doesn't happen often. I'll it say. Doesn't, I mean, again, you have so many people, producers, working so hard to choreograph Roman Reigns matches, mm-hmm. like, and to be storytelling matches. This promise is to be so slow paced. Can and I just say Roman's I'm a. I'm a fit Roman's winning. I'm officially kind of done with LA Knight. Like the gimmicks kind of passed me by now. Like I'm over it. Like it, it came, it went, it's fun, but I'm, and the crowd still loves him and that's great. So if the crowd still loves him, go with it. But I'm kind of over the whole stick because it's, it's kind of reminds me of what Zack Ryder was that they never pushed with. Right. It's, it's a lot of the same things over and over again. And it's great. And he's got charisma, but man, he's so bad. Once you really had that passion thing about him being bad in Rain Roman, uh, Morton, it it burst the yeah. bubble. Like I I can't take him seriously in Rain because he is so dog shit. He's I, terrible. I think so bad. 
if he can if they can put him in positions where he can do interesting things, for example, for example, uh the contract signing, him sitting yeah. at yeah, where that Roman sits, like that, that type that small type of stuff like there, I think that keeps the character a little bit interesting. Just having him cut promos now is starting to get especially if you were an Eli Drake fan. Or if you knew of Eli Drake, it's kind of just Eli Drake all over again, just in the Dummy. WWE. Yeah. So, for people, yeah. So for people that don't know that and didn't see him in TNA or didn't see him NWA, like you're, it's new to them. But if you knew yeah. of him beforehand, it's pretty much the exact same thing all over again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I can understand why you could be over it. Uh, as far as the ring general, I would say that Brock Lesnar match. Yeah, or Strowman or Strowman. Maybe Bray. Like, I don't know if I would say the Bray. I think the last one I would say would be the Brock Lesnar one with the tractor. <laughs> that was a good match, though. Be, oh, was yeah. It? yeah, it was a great match. Because... And Bray was a far better wrestler than LA Knight is. Yeah. Uh, this match is going to suck. Yeah, it's gonna be bad. <laughs> <laughs> this gonna is gonna be, be a thirty minute bad. of of really slowness and yeah. wondering who's gonna come out, and then it's gonna be the most convoluted booking at one point because Jimmy's gonna come out, then Jay's gonna come out, then you might see Solo come back out, and then you might see Cena come back out, and then all for all for Roman Reigns to beat. LA Knight, and that might build to LA Knight versus Cena. Great. I mean, it, and then and then Roman gets to take the rest of the year off because that's apparently what we do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know he's been around so much, anyways. Yeah, it's so it's so daunting. You know, you know this this title run compared to Bruno San Martino's, even Hogan's. He's 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 put in the work in this title run. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, Bruno was doing how many shows a week in Madison Square Garden? Bruno was well. I mean, he would do Philadelphia and 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 like uh, Boston and stuff like that during the week, and then come back on the Saturday night and sell out Madison Square Gardens and and you know and doing you know it was it was a pretty good schedule. <laughs> like I, I again, Joel wanted me to bring this point up, and hopefully we do have him back. So I kind of monitor things that we can that he wanted to kind of bring up, but. So the, the the big rumor with Roman now is they want him to pass Hogan's record. Does anybody give a shit now whether he beats Hogan or Bruno? Do you care when the title reign doesn't mean this this year particularly is entirely uninspired as a as a title reign, specifically because he's not there. And you can tell there is talent that quality of defense. Yeah. Sorry, it's about defenses and quality of defense. That's why Okada and, and Gunther having... Okada and Gunther are the two best title reigns yeah. we've had in the past decade. Yeah. Well, because of that. The question is, the question is, but would it lead for Cody to actually finally finish the story? We don't know. I don't know. I don't think he will. I I don't think Cody's beaten him. I think they're going to have him pass Hogan. You can't have have him lose two years in a row. I I see them having this bullshit moment. They they think there's going to be this moment when he passes Hogan and they're going to have Hogan come on TV and think that's a moment when no one gives a shit about seeing Hogan. No one wants to see Hogan. Well, the storyline is 
right when he's about to beat Hogan, he says to Hogan just before it happens, like 13 days before it happens. <laughs> no days, bitch. And then Hulk Hogan challenges him for the okay before you beat my streak. You don't think that's where they're going? I I mean, no? let's go. Yeah. Let's go. Great booking right there. Original booking right there. I should Original say. booking. I love it. I yeah. love it. Uh, so there you go. Uh, Crown Jewel, I mean, it's a decent PLE. I think the big one we're waiting for next week is, is the one after is Survivor Series with War Games and how mm-hmm. War Games is going to get built. So that's kind of where we're going. Th- this is fine for one of those Saudi shows. I'm not going to be able to watch it live. Senator's not going to be able to watch it live. Um, but we'll be here to recap it next week. Are you going to be able to see it live, Morton? I I probably could if I wanted to. I'm not sure I will. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I will either. So. On this answer, it's okay. Yeah. All right, everyone. Yeah. Uh, for Morton and for Senator, thank you for listening. Morton, do you got a joke? Do I? Yeah, I got a joke. And you know what? Usually my jokes fall in the PG-13 category. I'm going to say this up front in case people want to turn it off right now. This is not a PG-13 joke. This one's going to be a hard R. Okay. Hard R, so your chance to get off the show is now. Okay, you didn't do it. You guys are both still here, so that's good. So there's a guy, he's a really good-looking guy, you know, really smooth, and he's in a bar, and he's trying to meet women. He goes up to a girl, and he says something. She says, what? She's really offended, and he says something back to her, and she just kind of nods at him and smiles. No big deal. Moves on to another girl and says something to her. She goes, pardon me? And, and he goes, uh, you know, just says something quietly to her and calms her down. And she goes on with her business and he goes on with his. And he goes up to a third girl and says something to her. This girl looks at him and smiles and grabs him by the hand, kisses him on the cheek. And the two of them, they decide to get it on. They go across the street to where there's a hotel. They go up to the hotel and they're there a couple hours before he comes back down. And there's another guy who's in the bar. And this guy's not so smooth, not so couth. He's a... A little bit of he's a he's a you know a little shorter, a little bit of a beer belly, you know, kind of balding. You know, he's trying to pick up women, he's having no luck. He's just drinking and drinking and drinking, getting sloshed, trying and failing. Well, he was watching the good looking guy. So he says to himself, when he sees the good looking guy come across, he's like, wonder how he did it. He runs across the street, goes, Hey, hey, buddy, buddy. And the good looking guy looks at him and says, Yeah. He goes, uh, sorry to pick up the girls here. And I was trying to pick up some girls and I couldn't pick up the girls. So how do you do it? Right. And he goes, Oh, good looking guy. He goes, it's, it's pretty easy. What you do is you go up to a woman and you say, tickle your cunt with a feather. And you know, you got to kind of say it fast though. So like tickle your cunt with a feather, because if they seem offended or they seem weird out or whatever, then what you got to do is you got to, you can say typical country weather. And then you get out of it. And they just, there's so much noise in the bar and everything. So you just take your cunt with a feather kind of quickly. Okay, I got it, got it. Drunk guy goes back and he's sitting in the bar and drinking some more, you know, looking for a woman. Finally, there's a woman in the corner and he sees her and he goes up to her and he goes, uh, hi. And she warmly kind of looks back at him and greets him warmly. Hi. He goes, so, scratch your pussy with a stick? He goes, what? He goes, oh. Fucking cold out, isn't it? What the fuck? <laughs> you guys are... Oh my god! <laughs> I think me and Senator both had meme-worthy reaction faces, which I'm going to have to use. 
See you there. guys laugh makes it all worthwhile. Wow. It was up there. Never fails. Morton's joke of the week. All right. Thanks so much for everyone for listening. <laughs> and, and until next time, Morton, what have they been listening to? You're a wrestling podcast. <laughs> I can't even do the Here's an enjoy the magic, people. Thank you for listening to the Fresh Tape Network. Follow us on social media platforms at Fresh Tape 42.